0: This week on Relaxed Male, we're going to be talking about the man's soul. This is the pillar number three of the four pillars of a relaxed male. We're going to be diving into that. Plus, we also have the question of the week. Mm -hmm. Hey man, hello, and welcome to Relaxed Mail. All right, so this week we're going to be talking about the man's soul. Exactly what do I mean when I'm talking about the soul of a man? But before we actually get started in that, I wanted to say thank you for taking the time today to actually sit down and actually listen to the show. I've been uh, hammering these out uh, on a very regular basis, and if you've been catching all of them, dude, I want to thank you. If you could do me a favor and just share this uh, episode out, if you find it to be interesting or find it helpful or insightful in any way, please go uh, on your on your podcatcher. Go ahead and click the share button and share this episode out onto Facebook and Twitter or wherever else you would like to share it to, or you know, someone who would find this information helpful. It would be an an incredible help if you were to do that. Also, if you could, uh, if you are been listening to these uh this episode or this uh, this episode <laughs> we're just starting hadn't got to the episode yet uh been listening to this uh podcast for a while but haven't subscribed please do it will be a uh, tremendous help for me and also it allows you to be able to get the podcast delivered automatically to your phone or uh tablet or whatever device you use uh as they come out and they're released on every Thursday And so you'd be able to receive them and they'd be setting ready for you to enjoy as you drive to work or are driving someplace or, you know, or however it is that you end up using your consuming your your podcast. So today we're going to be talking about the man's soul. But before we get into that, as always, we have a question of the week. And if you have a question that you would like to ask, you can go to relaxmail.com forward slash, uh, Contact and that will actually give you a, a form that you can actually fill out and ask your question. And I will then uh, show your read your question out loud on the uh, podcast and then answer it. Or if you like, you can also ask by just shooting me an email, Brian with a Y at relaxedmail.com, and I will get that email and read it also on the on the show if you would like for me to do so today's question is asked by dad and he had his question or in comment is my 14 year old daughter got mad when i told her she had to sleep in my room for a week to let her uncle sleep in hers she is now ignoring me what should i do oh teenagers aren't they so fun get a little uh, bent out of shape because they don't have the their sacred privacy that they normally love to have whenever uh and and the, in the sanctuary of the of their bedroom well I, I, the the solution to this is you can go in a couple different ways one it's well tell her to just buck up and get over it uh it's for a week and that's true it's your we've all had to sacrifice our room and our sanctuary for a short time while relatives or guests come in and they get a nice place to, to rest. And so, yeah, it's, it's weird thinking somebody else is sleeping in your bed and you're having to be stuck on a couch or in this case, I guess the couch is also taken care of or is is being filled by another family member. And so the daughter has had to be relegated to an air mattress in, uh, in the dad's room. And so this, how do you handle something like this? And what I actually go through and, and mention about this is that how is it feel how do you how are you feeling just because your daughter's ignoring you? A lot of times we us guys, especially when it's uh one of our kids, they're mad at us and they're ignoring us, or even like our wives, um when I, we're being ignored, they they shut the put up a wall. They're not talking to us. We're we're in the doghouse, and we get maybe half an answer or half a word out of out of them whenever they're whoever it is is angry at us. Well, I went on ahead and explained what uh, kind of the process of how people typically act and that is uh, using the model by Brooke Castillo over the lifecoachschool.com and the the model is that you have a circumstance that circumstance creates a thought the thought causes an emotion your emotion leads to an action that cause, that re- uh, generates a result uh, a circumstance is just a neutral event. And yes, all circumstances are neutral. Uh, I've had people argue, uh, from time to time, oh, how can it be neutral? I, you're saying 9 11 was a, a neutral event. Uh, you're saying, uh, your grandmother dying suddenly is a neutral event. Uh, all, and all these are neutral events? It's like, yes, actually they are. Look at 9 11. Yeah. We had, uh, a very negative reaction to it we uh we got uh we're sad we were angry we were indignant we were you know all these different emotions we were ready to go out and and punch uh, the person responsible right back in the eye and give them an extra one just for good measure just to let them know that you don't mess with us but on the other side of the world Osama bin Laden, he was as excited and as happy about that event happening as anybody could possibly be. Same event, two different outcomes. If it was a, a fact, if a, if there was a response happened, if an event was a, or a, if a event, event was a particular, if I can talk today, good gosh. If an event was supposed to be just one particular thing, then we would all be crying because of all the death that happens in the world. We'd always be in this state of being down you. And so a circumstance is neutral until you apply a thought to it. Say you're use the event of your grandmother dying. Suddenly you went through all the day, had a great day, actually probably one of the best days you may have gotten a promotion and all this other stuff. All just all sorts of great stuff. But then you when you get home, you get a call that tells you that your grandmother died of a heart attack and they found her at nine o'clock that morning. Well, you weren't sad about your grandmother passing until you had the thought of, oh, my grandmother passed. If it was any other if it was a where everybody was supposed to be have a preset emotion for an event, you would have started crying at four o'clock in the morning when she actually died. you would have been upset, you would have woke up you would have been been sad for the passing of your grandmother before anybody ever told you so emotions, yes, they are neutral, so you have a neutral circumstance that's whatever that circumstance is, whatever that event was that it generates a thought you get a thought boom, all right. Your uh, daughter is not talking to you. She is ignoring you anytime you talk to her. She just acts like you weren't even in the same room. Well, that's generating a thought. And typically, what that thought more than likely is in this scenario is something along the lines of she's being irrational. She's being uh, childish. She is being selfish. She's, you know, you've got the, a thought that runs through your head. Uh, she's, being uh she's disconnected from me, and that's probably the feeling that this uh this gentleman is actually having is that uh my I don't have the strong connection with my daughter that I need to have the something's been severed and it's bad and i it needs to be fixed, and I need to repair it and so the because you have that emotion that you think something is wrong because you think you the the connection is broken, you're going to want to try to fix it. Which would be the end result, uh, the action? You're gonna, you know, either get angry about, uh, you're gonna lash out, tell her she needs to buck up, she needs to get uh, her head on straight, she needs to just get over it. She's, it's not permanent, you know. All these things that a lot of parents just react out of. They just have this reaction instead of a response. When you take that action, whatever that action ends up being, say you yell at your daughter because she's ignoring you. Well the response is going to be that she's going to ignore you more or cuz she's gotten a a response out of her out of her dad. She's she's hoping that you will experience the a this uncomfortable feeling of disconnection that there's not a connection there so that you will relent and make uncle sleep on the floor in in your bedroom instead of instead of her that is uh, it's basically her ignoring him is a form of manipulation she's trying to manipulate him into being um into getting her way and if he's a people pleaser, he will fall for that manipulation quite easily because he's trying to manipulate her back into liking him so how do you what would be the best response to this? well, the best response is actually is actually to understand that. You can't control what she, how she feels. You can't control her uh, emotionally speaking. Uh, she does have a free will, so she can choose to be angry about it all she wants. She can choose to get over it. She can choose to accept it. She can all the different choices that she has are all her choices. She at this moment has decided that she's going to choose being, uh, resentful and ignored that. He also has a choice. He can choose to been to what her uh manipulations are or she can decide never mind or i mean he he can decide no never mind i'm not going to let this spoil my my week with my with my brother and because of that he can actually choose to be happy even though she's being being a, a grumpy teenager being moody and everything he actually has the choice of being happy and accepting it and that actually will have a better effect on her because it shows her a couple of different things. One, you can't control people by trying to manipulate them. It works a little bit, but eventually people just stop. They go, okay, dude, I'm, I'm tired of this game. We're, we're moving on Two, it also shows people that show or will show her that. Yeah, it's going to suck, but you're going, you're not, you're going to live through it. You're going to be okay with it. And you're going to carry on. And after your uncle leaves, she's going to be able to have her room back and she's going to find that nothing's been destroyed yeah there might be uh the icky thought of a man of a fat sweaty man laying sleeping in her bed for uh, for seven nights but that uh, that sensation will go away first night she actually closes her eyes so my response to and to this dad was just let her go let her be angry let her be whatever she wants to be and you be happy. If dad will be happy, daughter will probably not get necessarily, she'll either stop around and she'll be moody for the whole week and she'll, she'll make her own self miserable, which is her own fault. She, it's trying to say that um, it's dad's fault that she's angry is just her trying to give up her, her responsibilities for her emotions and put cast blame on that. It's just, you know, your typical victim mindset that most teenagers have from time to time. It's never their fault. It's always somebody else's fault that something's gone wrong, that they're not in in peak, uh, happy mode while, while she can actually also learn from the, uh, from this whole experience that me being moody doesn't change anybody's, anybody else's, uh, Reactions. It doesn't have effect on them. They were having, still having a good time, and I got left out of the fun because I was being grump butt here. So, if you ever have something like this happening, my my good podcast listener, my try that. Just you be happy. Worry about your own emotional happiness while teenager is throwing it their their emotional uh, tempest you can you can stay happy you can be in the moment and and have a good time and they will learn hey i i guess if i'm wanting to be happy it's it's on me i have to decide i'm going to be happy myself it doesn't it's not an instant thing it takes all teenagers all the way up to about 27 28 before people start realizing oh it's not uh, anybody else's anybody else's responsibility to make me happy it's on me so again, if you would like to have a, a a question of the week read, please feel free to uh, shoot me an email over at Brian at RelaxedMail.com or you can go to RelaxedMail.com forward slash contact and leave your question there. And so now we're going to head on over to the main topic, which is about the man's soul. Now, what do I mean by the man's soul? Uh, that is actually kind of a uh, of a of a odd uh odd question to have what is the man's soul well we've all been you know if you're in a religious era, uh uh frame of mind it's that uh, that inner being that spirit the spirit that's inside of you it's you it's it's your it's who you are and if you are um not feeding your soul, a lot of times the people are who don't take care of themselves and take care of their soul find that they have, you know, they're not as as fulfilled. They lack the fulfillment of life when in in all reality it's not a it's, it's because of them not cho- or them choosing to not feed their soul and the, um, a man's soul is probably one of the most neglected Pillars out of the out of the four pillars of relaxed male. It's we get so caught up with life and trying to take care of our family and trying to make sure that they're in a, in a comfortable space that we shove our stuff off to the side. That's one reason why a lot of times, whenever I'm talking about priorities, I put me second after God. It's God, me, family friends, community. If you can put yourself second, you actually have a, you actually are doing things that actually benefit, you know, your friends and family. And everybody, everything else, when you are have yourself emotionally and, and you feed your soul, the results of that and the fruits that that bear are available to feed your Family and your friends and the community. Now, one reason why I find I kind of jumped into this and why the soul is so important is because the soul. If you look at how uh, in the Bible, you know, God created the heavens and earth. It took Him seven days. You know, we can argue the the nuances of what that means till the cows come home. But He created the heavens and the earth. We call God the Creator. He is one who created us and cre- and he created us in his own image. If that's the case, then that means that we are creators ourselves. We, that's why so many people who have a hard time with life and are struggling to find balance, a lot of times they find a harmony in being able to create, whether that's carving little... Little faces into 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 sticks, or you paint, or you take photo- do photography, or you you know build matchstick houses. You, you know whether when we create stuff, we unleash an element of our passion when we and our passion can be a lot of different things. That's why being uh, feeding your soul requires that we become find or seek out, find and embrace our zone of genius. Now, if you have not ever heard of the zone of genius, this is a concept that was brought up by Gay Hendricks in the book, the big Leap. great book, recommend everybody read it. Gives you a great insight into how, uh, how to live your life to the fullest. Not the you know, not the end-all be-all, but it gives you a very good road roadmap onto how to find the fulfillment that you need. And the biggest way that you find that fulfillment is through your zone of genius, that it, that calling, that passion of yours. Where if you go into go into start working on your passion, all of a sudden you find out that you've only you've spent you know thirty minutes on a project, but the day's gone. When you feel like you've only you've or you all of a sudden you've been sitting down and you think you've been working for seven hours and you've only been working for one. And it's not a a gasp, it's just holy smokes, I got a lot done. It's time ceases to really function in its perceived way. It gay calls that Einstein time, where all of a sudden you can get into that flow state and you just become hyper-productive. Or you become so engrossed in something that time seems to stand still. And so this is where we are really feeding our our soul, our, our inner being. We are doing what we were created to do. It might be that you are, you have a passion for numbers. And so you may, crawling through tables, um, uh, For a, uh, and spreadsheets for a, for a, for a business might be your calling. And those are the guys who just love to get into work and they sit down and they start doing their accounting and have and, and embrace every little small aspect of it. Or it could be that, um, that the only time you really find solace and enjoyment is when you go out into the woods and you are, able to be by yourself and you're able to listen to the birds and you can hear the different birds and you like to name those birds out and it's just that washing away that that shifting of gears. And so, yeah, feeding your soul is not just one little aspect. It's a really big aspect of finding a way to feed your soul. But it's also not to, to drain who you are and We've all had that, had an issue. I'm sure one time or another, at least I know I have, where we, we are in a job that we call, and this is so aptly called a soul sucking job. There's nothing about it that you get enjoyment from. You dread, you enjoy, you live for Friday. Boom, Friday, five o'clock. Thank you. I can finally get out of this hellhole. And you have great time all through Friday night, Saturday day, and then about Sunday three o'clock in the afternoon, all of a sudden you get that a little tension in your stomach. That's and with the with being in a, a soul sucking job, I, I I was in one for a while. I've gotten into another one which it serves me a little bit better. I mean, uh, the day job is just a little bit different. It's still in the same field, but it's just a little bit different. But it allows me time to decompress, to take that deep voice, go, "Ah, oh, yes, all right." And I can actually relax, and I don't have to worry that I'm going to get home. Just getting my laundry thrown into the into the washer, and getting a call from my boss, going, "Hey, ready for you to go out? I need you to be over there here in about? I've got you've got a, a six hour trip, and I need you to get there in four. You know, it's one of the you know one of those things where you're like, oh my god, what am I going to do? And the stress of it, and the fact that you're not able to unwind from things like that causes so much friction in your life, so much friction in your soul that you do you suffer I, an aptly worded uh, named word again as burnout. Burnout is such a huge problem if you're if you don't feed your soul, you don't nourish your soul, you don't take care of yourself mentally, and uh, emotionally, you're going to end up having health issues. You know, you got that ulcer, you suffer from massive migraines, you may start suffering from depression or or start numbing that sensation one way or another. So you start taking out, you start drinking on Friday night and you don't stop until you go to bed Sunday morning or Sunday night. Those lack uh, of being able to feed your soul and to nourish your soul often is results in a lot of these different uh ailments and your your mental health can suffer from that and that's one reason why so many suicides from men happen sunday night monday morning they they wake up and or go to bed and realize they just can't do this any more, and so they do a very rash thing and and they they lose themselves and they we lose great men because they are not operating in their zone of genius, they're not taking care of themselves in in taking care of their souls now, you might be wanting to say well i I'm very good at what I do. Well, being very good at something isn't necessarily in your zone of genius. There are four zones that Gay Hinch talks about. There is the zone of incompetence. This is stuff that you can't do. If you've not ever looked at a uh at an actuary table, you wouldn't know what it what any of the stuff in there means and you wouldn't be able to decipher any of the information that it provides. You are very incompetent with actuary tables. I know I am. I've not ever, and I'm, the reason I know is because I've not ever looked at them. I'm very uh, incompetent when it comes to uh, comes to teaching uh, uh, physics. I mean, I I know the very 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 basics of it, but that's about the extent. You also then have the zone of competence, and this is stuff that you can muddle your way through. Accounting, I can I can do my taxes. It takes me a little bit, but I can do my taxes. That is my a zone of competence. Then you have a zone of excellence. Now this is stuff that you're good at. Uh, working, doing social media, something I'm good at. I can I can do social media, but it's not my calling. It is not what I am really called to do. And if you look at what your your excellence is, just you know, if you looked at everything, uh, each zone is a circle. A lot of times we hit just right outside the zone of genius. We're just right there, just, you know, oh, just a fraction of an inch further in and we'd be in our zone of genius. But we operate right there where we are comfortable at working. Our inner thermostat tells us, "Hey, you're getting a little too successful, back it down." and so we it holds us from from entering into our zone of genius so we get right up to the level and we don't ever cross that level into the zone of genius because we start to get it feels like it's it's too much fun it feels that we're it's not something that we should be enjoying and how how come we're making money at something that we're having fun work is not supposed to be fun work is supposed to be work toiling and sweating and Supposed to have all this stress involved, and that's all a big lie that we we've told ourselves. In all, in all reality, we when we work in the zone of genius and we enjoy ourselves, we become that much more productive, that much more capable, and we are not just limited to just doing something day in and day out. We actually look forward to going to going to work because we get to do you know for me I get to help people to see that their life is is a lot more expansive than they believe it's not that they are stuck with uh, watching their kids grow up from the cab of a truck they're not stuck with fighting through an hour and a half two hours uh, of traffic even though they live a half mile away from from where they work these these problems that men have come from us not being able to to feed our soul, and so feed to feed it. A lot of times, I recommend that guys actually do. They t- sit down. Have you ever wanted to find yourself just doodling stuff out? Have you tried sitting down and actually seeing if you can learn how to draw? Um, a good way of of kind of determine a, a creativity. Uh, uh, Stent is a, a creativity branch that you may be kind of interested in that your soul is actually hungering for, is go to Hobby Lobby and wander around, up and down. Where are the areas that all of a sudden you kind of perk up, you kind of get a little bit lighter feeling, so maybe it's walking past the the, the drawing tablets and the pencils and all all of that. Maybe you, you see a bunch of watercolors and you look know, you find yourself looking at those watercolors a lot. There's little clues as to what we can can do to create. Maybe you go to uh every time you walk from uh work down to the local eatery that you like to visit, you walk past a I don't even know if they have camera stores anymore. The last one I the one I used to love to go to is closed and is out, but Go to if maybe you walk past a photography store and you always find yourself stopping for a couple minutes, looking at the different lenses and camera bodies, and and seeing what they have available there. And but you never go in; you just kind of stop and you kind of look before you go on. Well, maybe that's an indication that maybe you want to start taking up a little bit of photography. Don't have to make it a full time profession. You're not out to make do to make it a profession. If it becomes a profession, that's an excellent perk. But it, you can have a hobby, a hobby that interests you, feeds your passion. Your, you find things that you are passionate about, and that's another really good indicator as to what your zone of genius is, what your what your soul needs to have to be thoroughly fulfilled. Now, and a lot of people also have issues when it comes to finding their passion thinking oh well i guess so stressed doing it well is the stress bothering you a lot of times if people question you know look at a teenager i mean that's a a great example anybody who plays video games it doesn't have to be just be teenagers i play video games and you my kids used to laugh at me because i and they say i speak, uh, say i speak of german because the, the just i'd get so er you know so Aggravated at it, that you know there'd be several curse words that would escape my lips as I'm playing, you know, you know uh, as I died for the thousandth time trying to get past one stage. Our video games uh not feeding my soul because I got angry because I'm stressed. I'm I'm gripping my controller tight because I'm trying to do this underwater level and I've got a very limited amount of breath that I can that I can do. No, it's not. It's fun. It really is. Getting aggravated is kind of a fun thing to do when it comes to video games because there's a reward at the end and that reward that 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 huge bump of first is serotonin, you know. You get that 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 rah, yay, finally did it." You know, there's that that whole line of, of reward that you get even though getting up to that level was so frustrating, so you know, a damnable experience, but you know, get the, it was it was fun at the same time. So we often think that you have to be in this Zen state. No, you don't have to be in a Zen state to be in the zone of genius. It does does help, and a lot of people do find themselves, you know, in the zone, in the flow, so if you will, where. You know, you're able to just get massive amounts of stuff done all because you're in that zone of genius. While people who are in their zone of excellence, yeah, they can get a lot of stuff done, but they're fighting themselves the whole way. They're like, oh, I don't want to do this, I don't want to do this. And because of that stress, that friction of not doing something that you really don't enjoy doing anymore. That's where that burnout, that friction uh, uh, creates burnout. So... One of the ways that you can take uh, feed your soul is just to, to find a way to take time for yourself. Be able to just shift gears, shift that mental gear down. So maybe you have a hobby of collecting stamps, and you like to look and do the research and find all the information you can about this particular stamp. Or maybe you're into into coin collecting. Maybe you've got an RC plane. Get a hobby. Hobbies are amazing for the sole fact that it's something that you are passionate about. But you don't have the stress of having to make sure that you are making a profit from it. You don't have to have a podcast that makes money. You can do a podcast because you're creating something to share with other people. You're feeding your soul because you're just talking and you're getting your knowledge out for people to, to hear. Maybe down the road, somebody decides start throwing you some bucks every week. I That's a perfect. That's a that's a great little little perk to the uh, to the to the process. But it's not your your sole goal. Your sole goal is just you know to be creating that podcast each week. Perhaps you like to do digital uh, image manipulation, so you like to stick yourself into into Photoshop yourself into into pictures with celebrities. I know, see a lot of people who do that these days. They get a kick out of it. The world, the rest of the world, gets a kick out of it. seeing them do crazy things like that. There's a lot of a lot of passion and a lot and a lot of just being able to just shift that gear, allow your your soul to decompress and to be able to enjoy what the, the process of Creating something, the process of being able to witness the what God has created, being able to take in. Maybe you are you can't you don't have an artistic bone in your body, but boy, do you love to look at it. So maybe your passion is just visiting museums and looking and spending hours studying, you know, the intricate details of the Mona Lisa or looking at the Last Supper. Uh, or looking at a Starry Night, or or maybe Monet just stirs something in your soul. You feel that deep down that is touching something, and allow that item, that event, to to actually touch you and to to feel. Allow your soul to be to be felt, and that's kind of that right there's a good overview as to what a man's soul is and why it is important. Because if you have your the man's soul is taken care of and is healthy, it helps your mind, the man's mind. It supports the man's mind. The man's mind supports the, the the soul. And both of those help support your body. If you're doing something that you like, you're going to be out. You're going to be uh, taking care of your body. You're going to be in a better health. You're going to be better uh, health mentally and physically. And with both of those, you're going to be able to feed your soul a lot more readily, available, a lot more readily and, and easier. At the same time, so I thank you again for taking the time as we talking about the man's soul, which is the third pillar. Next week will end up being the last of that uh, of this series, and it's going, we're talking about the man's community and what does that mean? Why is the community important? And then after that the next week just to give you a heads up I have got another interview coming up. This is actually with the top person on my on my list of people I wanted to interview when I started this podcast. And I didn't think I was going to have him on the show for a couple of years down the down the road until I got big enough that I might be able to attract him, but he was gracious enough to come on and we're going to be talking triple near here in 2 weeks. So Guys, I thank you again. If you like this podcast, you've listened all the way through now, you you like what's being said, you like the value, if you could go to relaxmail.com forward slash podchaser, that's P-O-D-C-H-A-S-E-R, podchaser, that will take you to my podchaser page. And from there, if you could actually... uh rate and review the podcast that will help out so many people who hit that site looking for new shows if you are an iTunes uh a or a, an iPhone user i know you don't have to download every episode but it wouldn't hurt if you just click that subscribe button and uh give me a subscription there that'll actually help give get me raised higher in the in the in the rankings for for iTunes that's one of the big uh, determining factors is how many people in within a week uh, subscribe. So if you like it, like the show, click subscribe. You don't have to you know, actually, even if you use another, uh, another podcatcher, just subscribe and then just turn off the downloads for, uh, for the, sh- all the shows that that helps. Uh, and if you are listening, you have a different podcatcher, you can actually go to relaxmail.com forward slash subscribe. And I have, all the different ways that you can actually subscribe. All, most of them are one to two-click options. If you're an Android user, we've got you covered. I've got, made sure I do, I'm not about to forget that three-quarters of the world uses Android. And so, guys, I've got you covered. I've got ways for you to be able to subscribe to the show for yours. Either with the one-click uh, subscribe on Android button or you can uh, or if you happen to be listening to on uh, through one of the different podcatchers that are strictly on on android i have you covered or if you just like a good old fashioned rss link i've got that for you also so i've got you covered so guys i thank you again for listening uh hope that you've been able to garner some some help and kind of start leading you down the path of trying to find out what your zone of genius is. And again, go to the, you can go to to Amazon and down or order the uh, a copy of the big League by Gabe it's available on audio book too if you have to do it, that way. So I'm gonna go ahead and I'm gonna let you go. Y'all have a great week. Thank you again for listening to me. We'll catch you next week with man's So till then, don't find something happy.